Hey everybody, welcome to the set. Michigan Supreme Court keeps Trump on the 2024 primary ballot. This is from Justin News here on the set. The Michigan Supreme Court on Wednesday allowed former President Donald Trump to remain on the state's Republican presidential primary ballot after it declined to take an appeal to have him disqualified from being on the ballot. The court said in a brief order that it denied the appeal because it was not persuaded that the questions presented should be reviewed by this court. Trump lauded the decision, he's pro that, obviously, writing Wednesday on Truth Social, the Michigan Supreme Court has strongly and rightfully denied the desperate Democrat attempt to take the leading candidate in the 2024 presidential election off the ballot in the great state of Michigan. And Trump is the leading candidate, as the polls show, on the left and on the right, because he is number one in the primary between Republicans and in the general election, the majority of the polls show that he would beat Joe Biden. Now, the Colorado Supreme Court removed Trump from the state's primary ballot last week, citing the U.S. Constitution's insurrection clause that prohibits people who participated in an uprising against the country from holding federal office. Trump vowed to appeal the ruling to the U.S. Supreme Court. Justice Elizabeth Welch, one of the four Democratic-nominated justices of the seven-member Michigan Supreme Court, dissented from the majority. She argued that while she would uphold the Court of Appeals ruling finding that Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson is not required to determine a presidential primary candidate's eligibility, a high court ruling as such would allow appellants to renew their legal efforts as to the Michigan general election later in 2024 should Trump become the Republican nominee for president of the United States to seek such office as an independent candidate. Bottom line is, the Mich in Michigan, the Democrats tried to get Trump off the ballot. In Colorado, they did just that. And a lot of people are saying that the Democrats took him off the Colorado ballot because he's a threat. And he is a threat if he were to become president. And I've mentioned this again and again. I don't think the Democrats are afraid of Trump becoming the Republican primary nomin uh, Republican nominee, and if he wins this primary. But taking him off the Colorado ballot is an indication that Democrats are petrified of Trump, right? They are afraid of Trump winning the primary and winning in Colorado. and becoming the nominee of the Republican Party, and then beating Joe Biden in the general election, or so it seems. How stupid are people if they don't look you know, beyond and do an analysis on what the situation is really like? Because Democratic politicians and campaign people and the media, they may be bad, evil, call them what you want, but they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. This is deliberate. And before I continue on in that, the argument by the Colorado court there that took him off the ballot was that Trump incited an insurrection on January 6th. So therefore, uh, according to the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution Insurrection Clause prohibits people who participated in an uprising against the country from holding federal office, which would be Senate, Congress, or President. Here's the problem 
was never proven that Trump incited the insurrection. And for some odd reason, this court in Colorado didn't bring witnesses proving that Trump incited the insurrection and then said, hey, he incited the insurrection. It wasn't their business to decide whether Trump incited the insurrection or not, but it was never proven by them. And Trump never got, never got a chance to defend himself since they never accused him with evidence of that, that he should be able to defend himself. They just said that he did it. And therefore, they're taking him off the ballot. So basically, the judge is assuming and believes that Trump incited the insurrection, and now he can just go forward. This is Supreme Court, so you have other judges there. They just voted on taking him off the ballot. They can just do that without proving the Trump inside of the insurrection. That's not how a court system works. Yeah, judges have a lot of power, and a judge can take them off the ballot, absolutely. But a judge can't just put someone in jail, for, in prison for 100 years. It's a system. If you're going to put someone in prison for life, you have to prove that they did the crime, right? You get, a, you get lawyers to defend them, prosecutors to go out against and you can't have a court that says, hey, this guy killed someone, so now we're going to put him in prison when it was never proven that this guy killed someone. And that's the same thing over here. Even though the judge believes it, there was not a system that went forward in how we deal with this kind of thing and proving that someone did something wrong. Are you talking about a presidential candidate? This is a big story. And Democrats, the media, they're just going along with it. This is serious. This is election interference. Either way, right? If they don't want Trump to be the nominee of the Republican Party, this is election interference, take him off the ballot, or at least an attempt to do so, and I'll explain why it's only an attempt. Um, and... If they do want Trump to be the nominee and they think it's going to pump him up in the polls, which is what I believe is the situation, then it's also election interference. Just like I think all these indictments against President Trump isn't put out there as an effort to have that Trump should be able to run around and tell his supporters and Republicans, make sure you vote for me because I'm the biggest threat to them. Look at what they're doing and what they're putting in front of me so that I shouldn't become the nominee of the Republican Party. And that's really helping Trump and pumping up his polls. So here's the thing. The Colorado court taking Trump off the ballot, I believe, is not an effort to make him not be the nominee of the Republican Party. I think it's the opposite, but it seems kind of contradictory. You know, contradictory if, if they're taking him off the ballot, meaning he can't win that way. Here's the thing. Number one, Trump does not need Colorado in order for him to be able to win the primary. He will win it with high numbers regardless of whether he gets Colorado or not. Will you have some other states with a majority Democratic Supreme Court that will take Trump off the ballot? Possibly another two, say, right? But what's going to happen eventually? They know it. We all know it. Trump knows it, and he's reaching out to the Supreme Court of the country to overturn that. 
can appeal that decision by this Colorado court that the federal Supreme Court should say that they can take chunks off the ballot in the way that they did. And since it is so blatantly wrong, I believe, and Trump believes, and they believe that the Supreme Court is going to put President Trump back on the ballot, especially since it's a right-wing Supreme Court majority, even though you know, they're not very good with Trump. But anyways, so Democrats know that Trump will be on the ballot in Colorado. Right? So why take him off? For a while. Right, he's only on for a while. By the time the election comes around, he'll be back on, and Republicans will vote for him. It pumps him up in the polls. That's what this is all about. Bringing him up. Ask yourself, if every single time they indicted President Trump, his poll numbers went up higher and higher in the primary. If Democrats wanted his poll numbers to go down. Right, and that's so-called what all these indictments were. What people believe it's to show that Trump is a criminal bad guy, and it's working with Democrats, but not with Republicans. Why would they continue to indict him? Continue to attack him when those attacks are what is keeping the focus on Trump, and it is putting his poll numbers higher and higher up on the chart. Right, so they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. And I think people should acknowledge that. But let's look for another article here that we can hit on. Well, let's do another Trump thing. Trump calls Jack Smith sick puppy, says Michigan court wins. Win leaves Colorado a global embarrassment. According to Trump, he calls Colorado a global embarrassment. Former President Donald Trump is applauding the Michigan Supreme Court for ruling he belongs on the 2024 presidential ballot, telling just the news that Wednesday's decision leaves Colorado's highest court as a lone outliner and an embarrassment all over the world. That's so Trump to say no. <laughs> We're trying to keep voters from casting ballots for him. We just had the big win in Michigan today, and that was a good one, Trump said in an exclusive interview to, to ear. Wednesday night on Just the News, No Noise, a television show on Real America's Voice. Trump's comments came just hours after Michigan Supreme Court declined on procedural grounds to review an appellate court's ruling that dismissed lawsuits trying to disqualify the 45th president from running again in 2024 based on the events of January 6, 2021. And once we're at it, did Trump incite the insurrection? Some people believe that he did. I don't believe he did. I don't know that he wasn't happy once it happened. I think he liked it. It was like, hey, look, they're all, you know, a lot of action going on. Trump is not a nice guy, but who is in politics? And so when the when the riot happened, and I believe it was Antifa that started it all, Trump was pretty calm about it. I mean, he didn't want deaths, but that was, it wasn't getting too out of control. And he believed that the Capitol Police were going to do their job and get a hold of the situation, and they did within a few hours. But Trump didn't incite the insurrection. They started attacking the Capitol, and Tifa did, as well as Trump, some Fat Apple Trump MAGA supporters, small minority compared to all those that were protesting peacefully. They started attacking the Capitol before Trump said, let's march peacefully and patriotically to the Capitol to make our voices be heard. But also, 
a day before the January 6th protest and march to the Capitol, Trump asked that the National Guard be brought in to make sure that it, the situation doesn't escalate out of hand. And kind of maybe to make sure that Antifa doesn't attack Trump supporters. That's pretty fair because before that protest, you had a couple of, you know, Trump protests protesting against the fact that Trump, that the Trump supporters believe the election was stolen from Trump. It was very peaceful except for when Antifa members attacked Trump supporters. That's what happened. And it would make sense that uh, Trump should say, let's get National Guard out here so that we don't have Antifa members starting up with MAGA supporters, or even MAGA supporters doing wrong things, but he didn't have to expect that MAGA supporters were going to be rowdy in the way that some of them wore when they went into the Capitol, and that something like that was going to happen coming from MAGA Republicans, which it didn't start off from them, it started off from Antifa, but he didn't think, well, when Antifa attacked the Capitol, right? Yeah, they attacked the Capitol because they wanted to make it look bad for President Trump, and it should look like all the MAGA supporters are horrible people, and the Democrats are sitting on it now all the time. And so a lot of people believe it was orchestrated, and maybe, you know? Why didn't Nancy Pelosi allow for the National Guard to be brought in? Why didn't the mayor of Washington allow for the National Guard to be brought in? Why, when Trump asked for the National Guard to be there on January 6th, was there no cooperation? Why was a Nancy Pelosi subpoenaed before the committee of January 6th asking her the tough questions about the security at the Capitol that should have been upped? And they were very irresponsible with how they dealt with the security. Right? Trump asked that there be good security, but he didn't get that. Because some people wanted something like this to happen. Horrible people. And now they're sitting on this. This is one of the only things they have against President Trump. Whereas you look at Joe Biden. War, war, war. Inflation. Corruption. Money from China. Cocaine of the White House. Imagine that would have happened by Trump. You know, everybody's thinking cocaine of the White House. Old story happened in the summer. It's out of the out of the thing. It's done. But they w if they would have only had that on Donald Trump, Cocaine found in the White House, the Secret Service shutting down that investigation. Just a week into the investigation of who left the bag of Coke in the White House in a cubby. They would be sitting on it for a year or something. They would have said, Trump wanted to kill reporters that were reporting White House correspondents from CNN or something like that, right? Don't you think so? All right. I guess this does it for today. We'll see you tomorrow, maybe. Have a good one. Okay, have a good one. Um, the lottery numbers are pretty high up. Let's see where it is. Lottery. Should be freaking pretty high. Um, the Powerball jackpot now at $685 million. Wow. Tonight is, uh, now is Wednesday. I think the Powerball lottery is tonight. I didn't buy a ticket. I hope nobody wins. What? Yeah. You know, my cousin wins. Oh, my. <laughs> it's not, it'd be good, no? I don't know. How would you deal with it if your cousin, friend, brother, sister, uncle, 
wins the lottery, $685 million. And there's something like if someone owns a business, makes a lot of money, builds it up, okay. If you have a cousin that bought the ticket that won the lottery, or a friend, you know what you're going to think to yourself? All that this guy Weimar did, went to the store and bought that ticket. I could have bought the same ticket. <laughs> That's what you're going to think. And it's really hard not to be jealous. And it's very difficult. It's probably a very difficult position to be in. And even a more difficult position for the guy that wins. But anyways, could you keep the secret? I would try to. Maybe I am. Maybe I won. No, I didn't win. But I only buy the lottery when it's over $300 million. Number one, because I don't want to be addicted. I obviously would, I, only, I only buy one. If that one's going to win, I'll win. But, um, you know, the chances of winning once is very, very small, right? Extremely small. It's one in... 1,222,000 chance of death or injury from lightning in a given year. I didn't get that, but anyways. It's 1 in 292.2 million, your chances of winning. That's the amount of numbers, possible numbers you can have in the ticket. So it's very small, but if you do have the luck of winning once, Chances of you winning again are very small, right? Naturally speaking, I don't think anybody won by chance again, right? It's a miracle if you win twice. So imagine you buy a ticket for $50 million and you win. You walk away with $30 million because of the taxes crap. I wish they would have just put the numbers without the taxes, right? Once it's done with the taxes. Okay, so it's $30 million you walk away with. You're going to regret it for the rest of your life. You're going to say, why did I miss one? Why didn't I buy it and use my luck for one of the $700 million? Even though, even though this was your chance. You didn't have a chance to win that. But, but anyways, you're still going to have those feelings. Okay? And now I could always say, maybe if I would have bought a lottery ticket two days ago, that would have been the winning ticket. Maybe. Screw it. Too bad. It's too bad. But that's the story. Um, what would you do if you win? First thing. And I don't mean where you're going to spend the money first. What do you do if you won? People think they're going to jump off the roof. They're going to knock out things. Not necessarily. You might just be like, oh, I won. Three days later, I might hit you, but I don't know what the reaction would be that moment. My first thing would be to shut everything down, to just shut the lights, go into hiding right away, find a lawyer, and find a lawyer for the lawyer for the lawyer for the lawyer, right? Because if you take one lawyer, they're going to walk away with everything, possibly. You get at least five lawyers, right? At least they'll split it up between themselves, so you won't be giving one guy a $700 million, right? I don't, if you're stealing my ticket, why should you get $700 million? I'd rather you only get 150 You split it with another five thieves. But it's a really difficult position to be in. Where do you start? What do you do? I'm sure there were people that had the ticket stolen from them. I'm sure. And then there was someone in some country, not in the United States, where he won a couple hundred thousand dollars. And I think he's an American citizen. 
He was in a different country. And he took in the ticket that he won. And they said, you cannot claim the money because you're not a citizen of this country and the rules were you had to be a citizen. The guy didn't know what to do with himself. He went home and he asked his neighbor to retrieve the money. His neighbor went there with the ticket and his neighbor got arrested because they knew it's not his ticket. So you gotta get, like, even if you want $100,000, you gotta get 10 lawyers. But you also wanna keep it a secret, so it's, it's just a difficult situation, screw you. 